let's say international transfers were allowed in international cricket so to speak which player would you like to see in the indian test team imagine us in the world cup semi final with ben stokes coming in the biggest news was the fact that harry kane wants to leave a club we've been sort of not been kind to the last few episodes you don't sack a mourinho right before the final this man is known for winning the big games it's about sticking to a plan right like when you build a, a team you slowly start putting in all the pieces together Oh, low expectations from a United fan. Good to see. And they're going to be difficult to break down. I'm watching Guardiola's Manchester City trying to break down Tuchel's strong defense is going to be a treat. I'm I'm very sure that's going to be a very good match. We talk about the irresistible force of meeting with the immovable object, right? You know, just like Michael Vaughn, uh, our friend Rio Ferdinand, he also does it every single time he jinxes it. Ole is not going to be at the wheel much longer, is what Abhiram is saying. <laughs> All the United fans are going to be really disappointed with you, Abhiram. That is just such a sad thing to say, <laughs> leading up to the Europa League finals. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bits and Pieces Sports Podcast. Well. This week we are really excited for the Monaco Grand Prix so that's happening today um apart from that we've also been having full-fledged NBA playoffs we had a great showdown between Steph Curry and LeBron James and we had a lot of good matches it's actually quite a crazy week so let's get started with stu- a news from Argentina yeah that even i was shocked to hear this news So apparently River uh, River Plate right it's an Argentinian team who they were playing in the Copa Libertadores that's like the Champions League in South America so they were playing and they had 20 more than 20 covid cases their goalkeepers were ruled out and they only had 11 players available and they had to field a midfielder called Enzo Perez as their goalkeeper and to make matters worse Perez was also carrying a hamstring injury. But guess what? <laughs> They ended up winning the game 2-1. <laughs> yeah, that those are the stories we live for, right? Such an insane story yeah, yep. coming from South America. So Abhiram dude, I actually saw this very interesting question today morning and uh so I, I'll I'll give you a shot at that, okay? So essentially the question is if uh, let's say in a world of international let's say international transfers were allowed in uh international cricket so to speak uh which player would you like to see in the indian test team the test team right right so that's actually a very good question man like <laughs> whoever made it kudos was based in india uh, i think <laughs> yep yep so and looking at the indian test team what they are missing now is a bowling all-rounder a seamer right we have jadeja but we need a seamer but my love for steve smith exceeds that so i would rather have steve smith in the team it'll be awesome watching steve smith pujara and kohli bat right so where would you how would, how would your batting lineup look like i would put uh, maybe steve smith where uh, rahan is batting so basically pujara three followed by kohli and then smith yeah depending on the situation hmm, hmm, hmm. yeah that's a very flexible flexible 3 4 5 Yeah, it's a really good pick, right? And he is arguably the best, the best Test batsman of the era. So, well, yeah, not a good bad pick at all. What so, about you? Yeah, I actually boiled it down to three positions. I was actually looking for a better pace bowler to, you know, team up with Bumrah. So I was thinking of a Pat Cummins. He can bat as well. 
right? And he's such a lion-hearted yep. bowler. So I thought Pat Cummins was a good call. And I was also looking at the, an opening slot, perhaps a left-handed batsman, because you're looking at all right-handed batsmen, right? For, until Rishabh Pandey and Jadeja, the top five of our current batsmen, are right-handed. And we don't really have... Uh, we, we could have better solidity in the top, is what I feel. So I thought of a David Warner or a Dean Elgar there. But then, who could forget Ben Stokes? You talked about a seeming yeah. all-rounder. We have a Hardik Pandya, but then he's not been match fit. And again, there's something about lion-hearted cricketers, lion-hearted sports people that I really, really admire. And they don't get better than Ben Stokes. He's handy with the bat, very, very handy with the ball. He can win you matches. And a middle order of, let's say, a Rishabh Pant, a Ben Stokes... And Ravindra Jareja. Unplayable. Yeah, that's a set of left-handers who could take the match away from you in a heartbeat. So I would potentially go with the Ben Stokes. You know, you we can also use him in the ODA team as well. Like imagine us in the World Cup semi-final with Ben Stokes coming in. Ah, you know? yeah, exactly. He could play one of those swashbuckling innings, which could take yeah. the which to take the game away. Even if you're on the back foot, he could just take the game on, and really take us to a winning position in no time. So he's a match winner and we really need such X-factors, the so-called X-factors, right? And having him, mm-hmm. and you, you said it a bit, Am, having him, it's not just in the test team. You could have him in T20s, you could have him in ODIs. He's such a great player to have in any setup. So I definitely go with uh, Ben Stokes. All right, so talking about transfers, we wanted to quickly touch upon a lot of interesting transfer news that are going on in the world of football. But the biggest news was the fact that Harry Kane wants to leave Tottenham Hotspurs, a club we've been sort of not been <laughs> kind to the last few episodes. And it's understandable, right? Because of all the drama that's happened in the past few years. And he's, let's get this straight, he's been extremely loyal to the club. I don't think anyone can ever, ever question that. So he finally wants to leave. He says he wants to stay in the Premier League. So that really, you know, helps us focus on just the... 20 teams, or well, not even the 20 teams, probably the three or four teams that can actually afford him, uh, given that he's having a contract, I think, for three more years. So, what are your yeah. thoughts about that, Abhinav? Yeah, man, like, Kane leaving, we all saw it coming, right? So, I have noticed this a lot, okay? So, there's a team which almost gets there, right? Almost gets there, gets so close to the trophy, they don't win the trophy and they just fiddle away, like, it's like, um, let's say, a Fulham team which reached the 2010 Europa League final. They, you know, after that final, that was it. Like, they, it was as if they reached their pinnacle. Like, this is the maximum that they can do with this team. I didn't expect Spurs to be like that. Because after that window, they did make some good investments. Endombele club record signing. They made that. So... I was thinking that, you know, they're going to take the next step finally and then, you know, go all the way. We still don't know what happened in, happens inside the dressing room, right? Christian Richardson had a lot of issues. Mm. Dyer, Alderweireld, Vertong, and there, were a lot, there was a lot of internal politics, I say, I think, mm-hmm. happening behind uh, closed doors. And I think Pochettino couldn't handle it. And <laughs> Levy couldn't handle <laughs> the whole situation and he ended up firing Pochettino, who was actually doing a pretty good job. Like, he qualified, he kept them in the Champions League season after season, took them to the final. If I was Levy, I would have had some more faith in him. I would have given Poch one more good season 
and given him time to figure out what was actually going wrong in that dressing room i mean you talk about let's say an atletico madrid just won right and they've been backing diego simeone for so long so obviously there is something some sort of a rapport which works right and pochettino was doing that with tottenham like you rightly said exactly so fine he fires pochettino i i think i get it he was not getting results okay what does he go on and do he brings in Jose Mourinho someone he keeps calling as a serial winner by the way yep yep he is a serial winner so when united signed mourinho there was a saying that in united second season if mourinho doesn't win the league united are not going to win the league in a really really long time it was like a sure shot hmm. so when spurs signed him it was like you know if he is not winning a trophy with spurs then there's no way you know they're winning a trophy anytime soon because i still remember watching um, the amazon documentary right mm-hmm. i watched it and i i saw him interact with kane you know telling him that i'm going to take him to the next level fine i was happy with all that okay and they were having results less you know he saved the season to an extent he got them europe the europa league spot and he saved the season to an extent and then coming into the second season he got a few players i i'm not sure if levy backed him completely but he got his uh, hobie he got um doherty he got he Bale. Did, but then yeah yeah and he cleared off you know vertong and you know erickson you know he left last year itself so he did i don't i think he was just starting to do a good do a job there like he was starting to build a team and out of nowhere he took he takes them to the final and 6 days before the final you don't sack a mourinho right before the final this man is known for winning the big games yeah. and he has you know he has an edge over pep as well because he's been beating him like since he joined spurs that has to be the most absurd call of the season yes. now just looking at the bigger picture right who would want to come and you know work at spurs because if daniel levy starts acting like this firing managers right before a cup final i don't think you know managers would actually be interested to come there like even kane kane would have expected mourinho to stay on till the final kane son all these big guys i am not really surprised that kane kane wants to leave it reminds me of shearer his club was going nowhere he wanted to leave it's just the same uh, ferguson wanted to sign shearer but chose not to do it in the end he went off to newcastle so this is something very similar and i feel kane's going to be the buy of the summer he's probably going to end up at city or chelsea i would love to have him at united but you know <laughs> with the glazers i'm pretty sure that's not going to happen you know what i think so of course there are three clubs which are probably in pole position to sign him right there is there are both the manchester clubs city and united and there's chelsea i doubt he'll go to chelsea considering the rivalry both the london clubs have i would think now that aguero is also leaving for barcelona after such a, an incredible career here in the premier league uh, i i would imagine that city would probably go for kane but knowing that they might there is a haland who is just around the corner a young striker without a lot of injury problems as of now and kane we know how his how he's been having issues with his ankle right so knowing that i doubt city might actually just go for kane i i i my gut says that kane is going to stay with tottenham to be honest so 
that uh, brings me to an important point. If you notice how City spends, right? They don't spend too much on one player. Mm. They spend like a 40-50 million on multiple players and build a whole squad. So that's also something, you know, we should consider here. Uh, Kane's easily going to cost them 100-150 million, right? Exactly. Easily, easily. So I doubt if City would spend. But then again, it's Sheikh Mansoor, right? He, he buys players for fun, like. <laughs> I know, but so, I, 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 really, I really doubt City are going to go for him. Of course, they are in poor position and I wouldn't be surprised if they do. But I, I don't think they're going to because they have, they're probably going to save up for Haaland. And that's going to be a big race. See, Haaland, if they get him this summer, will cost him cost them more than 100 million. If they get him next summer, he has a release clause of 75 million. But do you really think Haaland's going to wait this summer so that he can join City? I doubt it. Uh, I think uh, some, someone's going to cash in. The Spanish clubs are not doing good. Someone might just cash in and, you know, snap him up, snap him up. If Juventus maybe makes it to the Champions League, which I doubt, um, maybe they, that could be a, the, you know, preferred destination because Raiola has a, you know, Raiola just did that uh, deal with the delete and uh, he might just, he was also talking about taking Pogba to Juventus. So, Raiola, you know, Juventus is a preferred destination for Raiola. Hmm. Never know. Anyway, few interesting weeks. Uh, in the transfer market. Now that the season is going to end and we have the Euros, going to the transfer window is going to be open and that's going to be very, very interesting with a lot of lot of transfers. Uh, not to forget uh, Sancho to uh, United, Abhidam. Um Yeah, <laughs> I would love to see Sancho at United. We haven't had a right-winger in probably a decade, a proper right-winger. Maybe the last one we signed was Valencia. Like, uh, <laughs> proper one so yeah that position has been haunting us for ages so we need to solve that one and uh, Daniel James was brought in you know was uh, maybe something for the future maybe at the right wing but he is also he also likes to play on the left more than on the right so I think we need a player on the right wing for sure uh, Greenwood's doing an excellent job and but we can't win the league with just Greenwood on the right wing so you need more players, especially with City and Chelsea. I'm, I'm, I'm having a feeling that Chelsea is not going to back down this summer. There's Roman Abramovich. If he doesn't win the league, it's been what? It's been three years since he's won the league, three or four years. So he's not going to back down. He's going to spend the big bucks till Chelsea win the league. So he's definitely going to spend this summer. So I don't see Chelsea also backing up five. We just heard that they also made contact with Sancho's agents. Sancho wants to go to United, but will United splash the cash for Sancho and Kane, another centre-back, another CDM and a right-back? Um, I am not sure. I think they'll have to make a call between Sancho or Kane and get one. Uh-huh. It's about sticking to a plan, right? Like, when you build a, a team, you slowly start uh, putting in all the pieces together and that the missing piece here for United right now, which needs to be filled, is a right winger. Exactly. Right. We have to go step by step. So, you do not see something on the transfer market and then suddenly change your plans and go in a totally different direction. So, I feel they should just, you know, stick to that and get that deal over the line and then think about Kane, especially because Cavani has signed an extension and hopefully Marshall will be back 
fit hmm. next as a liverpool fan i'm just going to see everything unfold <laughs> not even in the mix for any of the <laughs> any of these let's be very clear <laughs> okay no liverpool also i feel will make a few pretty good deals in the summer i i like the way fsg negotiates and get the deals through so i would expect some good news from uh, anfield yeah i hope so yeah especially after this disastrous season <laughs> we definitely need some squad depth all right so uh, now that we will definitely cover the transfers as the uh, in the following few weeks we got a lot of time for that now that the season is about to end so we wanted to do something like a preview to both the matches uh, what we can look forward to what the potential lineups are going to be like and bo- the issues facing both the teams uh leading up to the matches so abiram what do you think about the manchester united match um i'd rather not comment on this because i'm actually very nervous uh leading into the final because you know um we don't we're not sure about harry maguire's fitness we are not i don't know i'm just not confident because i have seen how vrl plays and uh, they're good at set pieces um uh, they have you know it's a spanish team again we've been this is curse sevilla in 2018 uh, sevilla last year uh, before that also maybe in 2013 we lost to real madrid then those finals against barcelona i don't enjoy playing spanish opposition a lot in case you have noticed yeah uh, so i don't know i'm really worried uh, they have pau torres uh, they have baka they have moreno they have a pretty good team and they also have a manager who knows what it's like to win the yeah. europa league i'm you won sure. it three three times in a row right with sevilla yeah before he left to psg so i'm very nervous heading into the the match especially with harry maguire's fitness i have a feeling we're going to lose this you know manchester united fans if you guys are hearing this and if you <laughs> if you are feeling upbeat i'm really sorry but <laughs> there this has been a pattern right there's been a pattern we went into the final after losing the semi final so that says something about our team as a whole i just hope that they have what it takes to you know push on and win the first trophy in like two years right so uh, uh, listeners abiram is one of those united fans who actually backs <laughs> maguire ole and all these uh, all the the current squad essentially So let's see how this match is going to go. I think Villarreal is also looking very strong. They they have a Potteres who's been attracting attention from a lot of clubs including United if I'm not wrong. And their uh strikers are also in impeccable form. And again, uh I think United's biggest trouble is their the defense when it comes to set set pieces. They they've been struggling this season entirely because of that. And that's something that especially if let's say Harry Maguire is out they are going to be really struggling in that area and spanish teams most traditional conventional spanish teams really really are good at headers right so that is going to be a major major struggle and it will be very interesting this uh, midweek so let's see how that goes let's talk about the big one then uh, the champions league final we have chelsea who defeated real madrid comprehensively might i add like even 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 though the first match was quite close it was a draw Uh, at the Santiago Bernabeu at Stamford Bridge they were impeccable i think Thomas Tuchel he got a lot of praise for that and deservedly so we talked about how chelsea were not really that great at the fa cup finals they were struggling against leicester but i don't think 
anyone can disagree with the fact that Thomas Tuchel pulled a masterclass against Real Madrid. Let's not forget how good Madrid is, right? Madrid, they are very, very good, especially at these stages. Having won the Champions League, having someone like Azindin Zidane, who is a serial winner at Madrid. The fact that Tuchel, who just took over four months ago, was able to win so comprehensively was very, very impressive to watch. And he is facing none other than Pep Guardiola. And he and Guardiola has not reached the finals of the Champions League in 10 years after winning with Barcelona 10 years ago. And he is also here to prove a point. People have been questioning him, questioning whether he can win the Champions League. He couldn't do it with Bayern. Although they were very dominant, he couldn't do it. He, couldn't, he hasn't been able to do it with Manchester City yet. People have been questioning him whether he could pull something off, you know, pull a Champions League victory without his famous assets like a Messi, a Xavi and Iniesta. But, so he has a lot of questions going into this final. So it's going to be a very, very interesting match watching these two managers. And you talk about the irresistible force of meeting with the immovable object, right? You're talking about Manchester City who are so good to watch right uh, they play such good attacking football and i think the biggest change the the major major change from last season is the fact that they look very very solid at the back with ruben diaz who has been receiving a lot of appreciation uh, he he was recently voted as the fwa player of the season as well the english in, in the uh, premier league so he's been he he is my personal premier league player of the year signing of the season because he solidified that backline, right? And that's what's been haunting City for the last few years. They've been pretty brittle in the back. And along with Stones, they've have, they had such a good season. And even though we're talking about the defence, Kevin De Bruyne, Mahrez, Phil Foden, all of them have really come to the party. And Ilkay Gundogan, let's not forget him as well. And Pep has unleashed something in him. So that's a really, really good, well-rounded side. And while we're looking at Chelsea... They are so good defensively. Thomas Tuchel, yes, Lampard did all those signings. We have they're having a Werner, a ZH, a Mount who's also been in good form, Akai Havertz. But it was I think it's more about their defense, right? They got a Thiago Silva for free. They got Rudiger. Thomas Tuchel has got Rudiger back into the starting eleven. Marcus Alonso. And Asbilkata has always been such a warrior for them. He has a Mendy. I think Mendy was, for me personally, the man of the match from the second match, the second leg of the Real Madrid match. He made some outstanding saves. Uh, so, that, they're going to be difficult to break down. And watching Guardiola's Manchester City trying to break down Tuchel's, uh, you know, strong defense is going to be a treat. I'm, I'm very sure that's going to be a very good match. Yep, even I'm looking forward to it. But... Uh... Just to add, I feel uh, you missed out on a very crucial player, N'Golo Kante. Kante's Kante's fitness, you know, he's an injury doubt for the final. Kante, I think Christensen's back, so is Harvard. So, couple of, it's good to have someone like Christensen back, but uh, Tukel will be hoping to get Kante back because with and without Kante, Chelsea is a different beast, you know, Mm. like him running around and he's a big match player he has played in a world cup final so he would want to have a Kante there but uh, i don't know things are not looking good for chelsea now they lost the fa cup final and hopefully you know 
Tuchel gets, you know, gets Pep one more time. But let's just look at Pep Guardiola, man. Pep Guardiola, when was the last time you saw Pep Guardiola lose a final? I don't think he has lost a final at Man City, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and so uh, he's he has a good record in finals, and um, I I think he you know if Pep doesn't overcomplicate it and keeps it simple, he's gonna win the game. Let's just keep it like that. He has a habit of complicating things and you know losing the plot completely. He thinks too much, right? He thinks a lot. Yeah, he's like some of those toppers who just keeps you know who's like obsessed, goes back in again and again and again, <laughs> you know. people who we meet in college <laughs> yeah i think that obsession is what you know makes him so good right and uh, you can't keep winning the league again and again yes he's got the backing he's he can buy anyone in the world probably uh, so yeah he has to this is his big test like he has to you know do this he has to win the champions league that's what he was brought in for and i'm if not this year i'm pretty sure he's going to do it before he leaves man city it's just a matter of when like they're going to keep investing they're going to get the players if pep manages them they're going to win the champions league sometime soon like if if it's not this year you know maybe in a few years maybe next year their players are only going to get better look at ford and ferran torres they have they have replacements they will get a new striker in they gabriel jesus is really really young all their players are young and they they have what it takes you know to win not one but many champions league titles they actually can field two different teams i suppose i think they're the only team apart from chelsea i think both sides actually can do that yeah <laughs> they have invested heavily chelsea squad is also very very young and they have an already existing good youth uh, infrastructure with all their loanies so they these two teams you know i have a feeling next year in the premier league it'll be a two horse race unless liverpool you know comes back you know in full force if liverpool are getting uh, into the champions league then yes of course liverpool also will make it because i feel uh, liverpool will lose the plot if they are in the europa league or the conference league uh, if they are yeah because if uh, they i don't think they have the squad to cope up with that much that many matches you know on thursday nights so yeah i think it's going to be a three horse race next year if liverpool are in form and uh, maybe arsenal coming in fourth i have a feeling ole is going to be found out next year let's just hope he is not but uh, you know, every manager is going he will go through a phase when he is going to get found out i think ole's time is almost up <laughs> unless he gets unless he gets some big signings in ole is not going to be at the wheel much longer is what abiram is saying <laughs> see that's a the, I, i don't say that if you have noticed i never say that sentence last time i said it uh, you know we lost against arsenal and we lost the plot completely that season and ended up sixth i haven't said that again like only you, you know just like michael won uh, our friend rio ferdinand he also does it every single time he jinxes it like we were on top of the league this time and he tweeted that and then that's it gone like next month we lost two games and drew one i mean we lost one and drew two so i'm not going to say that again i hope uh, i hope he comes good but i'm expecting you know them to finish outside the top four next year oh low expectations from a united fan good to see 
All right. Now that I've got whatever I wanted from this episode, I think I should we should just end this on that note. <laughs> All the United <laughs> fans are going to be really disappointed with you, Abhiram. That is just such a sad thing to say leading up to the Europa League finals. But you never know. You know, you know uh, in the 2019-20 season, I said uh, United would finish 7th and Chelsea 8th. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they ended up finishing 3rd and 4th. I get it, but... <laughs> That's <laughs> you just being very superstitious, man. Usually, I do this round of predictions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, starting on 2019-20 season, I said Man City would win, Liverpool would finish second, and I think I had Spurs also in the top four. Spurs and uh, Arsenal fifth, and one more team. I think Everton or West Ham on Everton or Leicester on fourth. So. <laughs> Yeah, every time, you know, uh, I, I don't know, I keep doing a Michael Vaughan and stuff happens. So, Man United fans, don't 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 feel sad, you know, whenever I... <laughs> reverse psychology. The opposite happens. Yes, reverse psychology. That's that's how we roll. <laughs> okay, so uh, anyway, the Champions League final is going to be really interesting. We're having the last set of the Premier League matches today as well. La Liga ended, Bundesliga is over as well. Oh, Lewandowski with that career-defining goal. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, that's about it, really. The Champions League, we're nearing the end of the football season and it's going to be a few disappointing weeks without football. But our old friend Cricket is going to be back in its best format, Test Cricket. So, we'll be covering that following this week. Uh, We also have the Euros coming up, mate. We right, right. We have the Euros too. Oh, wow. We we're never going to be, we're not going to be disappointed. We're just going to have so much content to talk about. So, that's going to be interesting. We have the Euros, we have the transfer window, maybe the IPL will get, you know, rescheduled. Yes, that's, that's something else to look forward to. Alright, let's just, let's just wrap it up. That's it from our side for this episode. Thanks guys, we had a lot of fun. See you next time.